You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Simply just draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily, daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You are now tuned in to the The Windy Windy City City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. All right. It's another edition of the WCV Podcast presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Little impromptu episode here uh tanner is unavailable to record and we didn't want to sit on this information uh too long we wanted to get up to date info out to all of our listeners as soon as possible but dougie keith has officially been traded uh about two weeks ago it reports came out that duncan keith had requested trade uh to either a western canadian team or the pacific north west a.k.a. Seattle. He wanted to play somewhere where he would be closer to his son. He uh, only was able to see his son once over a five-month period this past season, and that is definitely a not ideal situation, um, especially when his son is only eight years old, so he's really missing out on him growing up. And you know what? It's good for him. Um, You want to be by your family. I mean, you're going to – you got to do what you got to do. And so requesting the trade, Stan Bowman said that they were going to work with him to try and get something done to fulfill his wish. And that day finally came today and uh, he was dealt to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, That trade included the Oilers receiving Duncan Keith and Tim Soderlund, who is a prospect that I believe is unsigned at the moment in exchange for Caleb Jones and a conditional uh, third round pick in 2022. The conditions are the Oilers make it to the 2022 Stanley Cup final. And Keith is in the top four in playoffs total time on ice during the first three rounds. The pick upgrades to a second round. So Hawks fans, we have got a third round pick because Edmonton is not making it to the finals next year. I'm sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so... It was kind of a a very weird emotions going on with this. And there's a whole bunch of different things coming out from the fans in Edmonton, the fans in Chicago. People love this. People hate it. People are upset. They don't understand it. So my goal with this episode is just to kind of bring this down, break it down a little bit as much as I possibly can by myself. And try to paint a picture of why this is good for both organizations and why it's not the end of the world for the Hawks, because I know a lot of Chicago fans and I'm only referring to this because of the time frame, the band era fans, they 
need to see the big picture of it. They, you guys, everybody's looking through this through the glasses of what happened, the magical moment in, in this franchise history when we went three and six. And it's hard to look past, look into the future when you're stuck in the past looking at what was good and what this what happened with this team and all that. So I want to get into that. But first, I want to say thank you to Duncan Keith. Um, you're not going to listen to this, but thank you for everything that you gave this organization. Uh, 16 years of your life, you bled red for the Indian. You wore the Indian head sweater better than a lot of people that have come through the organization. You were an absolute leader on and off the ice. You were an incredible player. You brought so many great memories. You sacrificed your mouth in the 2010 uh, conference final against San Jose. You lost all those teeth, missed two shifts at that, came back and what you brought to this organization and what you've passed down through your time with the guy that you spent around these, this new young defensive core coming up is so valuable. And I hope that these guys that got, that got to spend some time with you before you were dealt really absorbed everything they possibly could from you. Because when it comes to the end of the day, you are going to go down as one of the best, if not the best, defenseman in Chicago Blackhawk history and being able to to watch that to watch your entire career in Chicago and and really appreciate what you did is, is just amazing and I'm grateful that I got to experience it I'm grateful that I got to witness this era of Chicago Blackhawks hockey and that we have all the fond memories and it's just it's fantastic that we got to call you our own I mean, Chicago will always be your home. You're always welcomed here. You are always going to be a part of this franchise when you come first game back uh, in town. When when Edmonton comes to town, you you're gonna be honored. You're gonna be welcomed, open arms. It's not gonna be one of those awkward trade situations where a player demanded a trade or things went south between the player and the organization and. It's just, it's going to be a celebration when you come back and hopefully things stay as they are. And when you come back, it will be a full crowd and you will be able to really soak in the appreciation that the Chicago fan base has for you. Um, I know us on the show towards the end of your run, uh, to the end of his run, we were, we were hard on him and you know what? That's okay. Because what, you need to realize Chicago Blackhawk fans is that he was an amazing defenseman. He did amazing things for us. He carried this team, but at the end of the day, he's a third, he's going to be a 38 year old defenseman going into next season. He is got a big salary cap hit. I mean, it's 5.5. It's, it's very manageable, but given the status of where this team is at and what we need to do to take this rebuild to the next level and hopefully, you know, jumpstart a little bit, we need all the cap space we can get. And being able to flip Duncan Keith, retain zero salary is huge. 
um, right now, when you include um, the move Shaw and Steve's a long-term IR, the Hawks are looking at just around, give or take, $21.6 million in cap space. That's enormous. That is going to do so much for this franchise. And moving Keith, while a lot of people are not going to agree about it, because because it's Keith, it, it was the right move. It, it was a move that had to be done. Do I think that Keith should have retired a Blackhawk? Yes. I really wish that he was in a position where he felt that he could maybe call it a career. He could have played his last game as a Chicago Blackhawk. He could have rode off into the sunset and we could have been done with it. And we wouldn't have to experience this awkward phase of watching Keith in another sweater, but the guy's a competitor. I know that last season did not go the way he wanted. And you definitely can tell that he's the type of guy that when he goes out, he wants to be satisfied with, with the way he goes out. And I think going to Edmonton, I don't know. I know it's, Edmonton's Edmonton, like they're they're kind of like the tr- Toronto situation. Until they can do something and prove it, I I don't see them. I don't take them serious as a contender. But what he can do in Edmonton, and you know, hopefully shape the the young defenseman core out there, um, is going to be very valuable. We'll get to that in a second, though. But yeah, he so he leaves Chicago playing a hundred or one thousand one hundred ninety two games. Second all-time in franchise history, 105 goals, 520 assists for 625 points. He has won one Conn Smythe Trophy in 2015, two Norris Trophies, three Stanley Cups. I mean, all but secured that number two is going to be hanging in the rafters. And it's... It's tough, and I'm I'm super excited about this trade. I, the opportunity that's coming. Like I said, though, it's it's going to be hard for the for some fans to look past the fact that we traded a leader and a member of the core. So now we only have two members left of that original core, Kane and Taves. But that was always how it was going to be. Kane and Taves are always going to be the last men standing on that core, and that's just how it happened. And it's opened up the door for a lot of exciting opportunities. Um, what kind of opportunities? Well, let's kind of briefly talk on this. I don't want to go too much into it because I want Tanner to be here and really go into it. But um, first off, Caleb Jones. I don't know if he is NHL ready right now. I'm just kind of looking at his stats. He was a healthy scratch in the playoffs this past year. He had four assists, I believe, in like 33 games played. Um, the main thing that we got out of this trade is the cap space. I don't think that this trade was centered around, oh, we need Caleb Jones on this organization. It was, we need cap space. This is what we got to do. So we don't have to retain cap. Um, it doesn't hurt to have young defensemen in the organization. As you can tell, we are building up an army of the defenseman for the future um who stays will be interested to see but yeah and there is talks that you know the hawks made this move 
to kind of help push uh, Seth Jones into wanting to come to Chicago and, and sign an extension with us. And there were reports, take this with a grain of salt, that Caleb Jones was always on the Hawks' radar, even before Seth Jones made it clear that he wasn't going to re-sign with Columbus. So I don't know how much to look into that because when they originally were pursuing this trade, Ethan Bear was one of the players that they were looking out for. So I kind of think that that might be saving face a little bit or if not, but Hey, having Seth Jones, younger brother in the organization doesn't hurt. I don't think it helps, but it doesn't hurt. Um, but yeah. So what can, what can we possibly expect going forward this off season? Well, there's a lot of things that are being thrown out. Hots have not had this much cap space in a long period of time. So what can they really do? And I think the key thing right now is you need to go out and get a top, a top two defenseman. Now, Seth Jones is out there as the possibility as much, you know, that's who our pick is. Tanner and I talk about that all the time. We want Seth Jones. The thing with Seth Jones is we still have to make a trade for him. So what else do we have to give up? What else is it going to cost? He's going to need an extension. And I think that no team is going to trade for Seth Jones without the guarantee that he signs a long-term extension. Colorado is rumored to be interested and is willing to take him on even without a guarantee that he'll resign. But I think you're going to want to get some security um, if you get dealt like this, especially in the time of the flat cap when you don't know what's going on. So I don't see Colorado pulling the trigger. I think the Hawks have the best opportunity, and I think they have to be seen as a favorite to land Seth Jones. We have enough to pieces to move. We got draft picks. I still think you can move this year's draft pick, the first round, 11th overall. I don't personally think whoever can get at 11 is going to make a difference right away the same way that Seth Jones would. And no, that's like a no dust statement, but you look at our organization, we have so many young defensemen that we got, we have time for them to groom, to groom, to grow and all that kind of stuff. What we don't have is guys that can make an impact and bring leadership now. So bringing in Seth Jones, trading maybe our first round pick this year for in a package for him, might be the way to go. Does Columbus want a fourth round, another a fourth first round pick? Probably not. And unless they want to use that to maybe try to package a Jack Eichel deal, I I don't know. I don't know what Columbus is thinking or what they want. Um, but I think you're going to see Seth Jones take a first round, a second round. Um, an NHL ready centerman and possibly a defensive prospect. Do the Hawks have that? Maybe we convince them to take Dylan Strom. I don't know. Um, the other options right now, Dougie Hamilton. You got room to sign Dougie Hamilton now. Um, reports, I think I think it starts at eight million dollars for Dougie Hamilton, and then from there on, it's just a bidding war. Whoever has the highest bid at or highest offer um, he's going to go with. I think he's strictly looking for money at this time. Does he want an opportunity to win? Obviously, but I think at the end of the day, he's going to go for get the biggest bang for his buck. Um, some other defensemen I 
another defenseman I wouldn't be too heartbroken with the hot stick to look at is Alex Martinez. I don't know exactly what the going situation is going on in Vegas. Um, they're a cap strap team, so they might not be able to bring resign a lot of their guys. There's also rumors that the Hawks are being are interested in bringing Mark Andre over. Um, that I I'm torn on that one. Would he be a great player for Lincoln in to learn from? Yes, he would be the greatest mentor. And I've talked about bringing in a veteran mentor for Lincoln in to really push him over. But with that being said, what is it Vegas going to want for him? Hawks have all the leverage in that move. The Hawks have no need for him, but they have the cap space. Mark uh, Vegas has kind of no need for Mark Andre anymore. They got Robin Lehner, who they believe as the guy. If you saw at the end of the playoffs, they kind of lost faith in Mark Andre moving over Robin. They don't have cap space, so you can really kind of, you know, twist their arm to move him for not much. He's got a $7 million cap hit, which if you do that, you might only be able to bring in one other piece. So if you say you, you're able to pick up Seth Jones, you resign him, bring in Mark Andre for next year. That right there is kind of like your, your big offseason right there. You still have to sign a handful of players. Let me pull up cap friendly, our favorite website on this show to see exactly who we have to sign still. We still have to sign. Um, Pia Suter is an RFA. Brandon Hagel, give him everything. Um, Adam Gaudet, uh, David Kampf, uh, Zadorov, which that's another iffy on there. Uh, Alex Nylander needs a contract. Um, so all those guys. And then if we want to bring Vinny Hinnestroza back, but Really, a lot of those guys, I I think you can get most of those who you want to bring back probably for $7 million, maybe $8 million or less. We'll split that up between there. Ah, I don't know. You don't really need to be looking too much for forwards at this point. I think our forward core is is solid. It's, it's going to be a, a champion, not a championship, a playoff team. If you can bring in Seth Jones or a Dougie Hamilton and you, you sure up that back end, ah, man, you guys, I don't know if it's just the bias of me or the hopeful part of me, but I really, really think that this is a playoff team. If you can add a top two defenseman and maybe a top four defenseman. And then it also really depends, too, what, what goes on with the expansion draft. I think they're going to protect uh, Riley Stillman, Caleb Jones, and Connor Murphy. So basically that will leave Calvin DeHaan and Zadorov left exposed. I kind of wish that they would take Zadorov because Zadorov is asking for just stupid money that I don't think he deserves um, but yeah, I just, this team, this team could be something special and we are so close, so close to seeing that special team again. And man, I think that this is really like you, you guys need to, 
to appreciate what you got from Keith, and now you have to under, appreciate what losing him is going to be. It's going to be fine. It's not the end of the world. If anything, this is just the beginning of a new dynasty. Okay. I'll cut that. Um, I'll try. I'll step back there. It's not the end of the world. It's the beginning of a new era of this team, a new core, and potentially expanding the playoff window for Cannon Taves. And I don't know. I'm sure you guys have. Get your opinions on that, so I'd love to hear that. Um, I'm sure, Tanner, if you're listening to this, you're going to call me out for some some stupid shit I said there, but I truly believe it. I truly believe that, given the cap space, if Stan is still involved with this team when it comes time to, to make these big decisions, I think he's going to be. I think all that other crap that's going on right now, which we will talk about more when Tanner's back, um, I think he's still going to be the guy making the calls. And if he is smart and he is very, I don't, I don't even know. If, if he doesn't go out throwing money around at pointless positions, there's things that we don't need. I think that this team is in a great position. We go into the, the new season, the 21-22 season, with some cap space, hopefully a, a shiny Seth Jones and our, our top two, and see what happens. You have the cap space, and then you know what? If you need to make moves down, that's what the cap space is there for. One other player that I kind of I keep wanting to throw out there, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it more when we get closer to free agency, is Zach Hyman. He's all but done in Toronto. I think he would be worth the look at five million around that around that frame. Because then it's like thinking about our top six. You can have a possible top six of Kane, Doc, Debrinket, Hyman, Taves, Kubalik. Ooh, ooh. Then our tops, our bottom six. You just you got Hagel, Suter, um, who else? Uh, Borgstrom, who always forget is uh, part of the team that we resigned him. Ryan Carpenter, David Camp, um, maybe Strom. I don't know if he's still there. Um, Brett Connolly, if he's still around. Maybe Nylander comes up and he finally wakes his ass up and decides he wants to play hockey. I, I don't know. I think there are so many bright spots on the team that I really think that this is a playoff team. Now, are they a true threat to be contender? I don't know. I can't answer that right now without kind of seeing what the pieces are in place because everything's speculated on what we pick up. But I truly believe if they make those moves, this is a playoff team that could potentially surprise a lot of people and i don't know i think that's all you really need you just need to get a team together that can make the playoffs and you saw with montreal once you get in anything can happen but yeah um i also want to talk real quick about 
Edmonton's opinion on Keith coming in. And this one's hard because reading the comments, I totally get where Edmonton fans are coming. But what I don't understand is not sure about is are they pissed about Keith or are they more pissed about the move that Ken Holland made to get Keith? Because you have a team that's already capped, like, you know, money strapped. They're bringing on $5.5 million more. They have... Uh, they still got about 11 million, 11 and a half in protected or uh, in capped space, but they still have to bring on a lot of guys. They have to re sign Adam Larson. Um, Tyson Berry's gone. Do they bring back my Smith? Like, what? There's a lot, there's a lot of questions about this team. And was this probably the right move for them? <sighs> bringing in Keith, yeah, bringing in Keith was the right move. Giving up what you did and not having the Hawks retain any salary was probably not the move. And I just, I really hope that, I really hope that you guys embrace, embrace Keith. I mean, you're getting a hell of a player. He's not who he is back in 2015 when he won Con Smythe, but you know what? This guy will work his balls off for you guys. He is... There's no quit in him. He's still going to probably put up stupid minutes. Not as much as he did in Chicago because you got Dylan Nurse out there. I think he's going to, Keith's going to fall into the second pairing, maybe the bottom three or the bottom pairing, depending on, depending on the night and who you guys have called up. Him to mentor like Ethan Bear um, and some of, oh man, Keith mentoring Ethan Bear is going to be unreal. Um, Dylan Nurse learning from Keith a little bit. I know Nurse is more offensive defenseman, and Keith is a little bit more defensive defenseman, but you know what? He's bringing that leadership in, and that is something that you Edmonton Oilers are lacking. They need that leadership, and quite frankly, you you got it probably one of the best guys for, for that role. Um, he's going to do so much for you guys than you guys realize, and that I hope that all hatred for this trade is strictly on the GM or for the move itself and what you guys gave up, not the actual player. Um, yeah, I don't know. I still, I don't know if Keith was going to be the guy that pushes them over to a cup contender, but I don't know in a world where it hurts to have a former Stanley cup winner in your team. I think it's going to help. It can only help. But, yeah, that's that's a tough look for for Oilers fans when they see that big of a cap hit coming on for a guy that's 38 years old and who is on the twilight of his career. But enjoy him. Take care of him. I mean, he he's going to be fun to watch. He's going to be a great guy, great leader. And if anything, locker room presence is going to be it's going to be huge, and hopefully that will uh, it'll be enough for you guys. But, yeah, so I think I'm just going to wrap this up really quick. Um, real quick, short episode. I just wanted to get on it and kind of give my reaction right away. Um, I'm not sure when Tanner's going to be back to record, but when he is back, we'll get his, his input on there, and we'll kind of see what's going on. Um, 
big dates coming up on Sunday. We'll find out who's protected um, for the expansion draft. 21st is the expansion draft. So there'll be a lot more answers there. I don't think you're going to see any big moves from the Blackhawks regarding Seth Jones or anything like that till after the, the expansion draft happens. Um, I just think it messes too much with the protection list and all that kind of stuff. So if anything, you're going to see that probably the earliest you can see that's probably draft day for round one, maybe right after the expansion draft. I don't know. I don't know how much conversations uh, the Hawks have had with Columbus about a move. And if they have talked to Jones yet about an extension or anything like that. So stay tuned. Um, It is going to be silly season to the extreme this year, and we can't wait. Um, So this is episode 141, and I text Tanner what he wants to call this, and he says, let's just keep it simple. Thanks, Dunks. So, Duncan Keith, thank you again um, for everything you gave the franchise, and I hate to see you go, but, you know, I wish you the best, and I'm happy that you're close to your family now, and you get to spend more time with your son. So remember to subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, follow us on, on Apple podcast, follow us on Spotify, leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts, leave a five-star review. Tell us how much you hate us in the comments, but make sure it's a five-star <laughs> that way, you know, boost up our numbers a little bit there. Let's, uh, let's get more recognized. We're still number two in, in Vietnam. Let's, uh, let's keep it going. Um, don't forget to use our DraftKings promo code THPN for exclusive offers. Um, that is even good if you've used it already. If you're already a user of DraftKings, you've never used the THPN, toss it in there. They still throw out special exclusive offers. Um, lots of baseball being played. Golf, the Open is happening this weekend, the British Open. So lots to, uh, lots to bet on through DraftKings. Make sure to follow our, our network, the Hockey Podcast Network. Check out on the amazing shows that we have um, on the, across the network. I know there's a lot of great content out there and getting opinions on everybody's team. is It's great. It's a common fan talking about what they see in their team and all that kind of stuff. It's just what the Hockey Podcast Network is doing is is really awesome and really proud to be part of it. Um, so yeah, so for the next one, who knows when it'll be, but we'll, we'll see on the next one. All right. Bye. Love you boys. The Windy City Benders podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple podcast, Spotify, and YouTube, and follow the boys on socials at WCB podcast.